Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to Candidate Experience Confidential, Insights on Recruiting and Hiring, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Kevin Grossman. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Kevin's episodes, you'll get the latest research, trends, and tips on the candidate experience to improve your recruiting and hiring practices for the future of work. Let's begin. Hi, everybody. Kevin Grossman, president of Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards. I want to talk about referrals in this episode. Not customer referrals, although it does relate to what I talk about all the time, which is recruiting, hiring, and the candidate experience. I am specifically talking about employee referrals or candidate referrals, which I'll get into more in this segment But referrals, companies definitely depend on them for their hiring. And you may work for an organization that measures the percentage of hires that come from your referrals. And that can range anywhere from, on average, 20% to 40% is kind of the range that we've heard in the industry for a long time of hires come from referrals. That's a big chunk of the people that you want to help grow and sustain your business today. And the fact of the matter is that you do definitely depend on referrals. All companies do, regardless if you're a B2C or you're a B2B company. But I want to talk about referrals. Again, referrals for taking jobs at your organization or be interested in your jobs. Now, you may have a referral plan, like a bonus plan, where you offer bonuses to your employees who make those referrals, especially if those individuals are hired and end up staying for 90 days, three months, six months, whatever that, whatever that agreement entails when it comes to your potential referral bonuses that you may pay out, or maybe you don't. What I want to talk more about is that the fact that you can easily lose referrals based on delivering a poor recruiting, hiring experience and a poor candidate experience. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is that if you are a B2C company, a business-to-consumer company, you also potentially can lose customer referrals. So again, I kind of loop back to what I first referenced when I said we're not going to talk about customer referrals. I'm going to kind of go back and forth on that because there is a business impact from the B2C side if you lose customers that aren't willing to buy your stuff, right? So that definitely is a customer, but it's going to be limited to B2C companies For B2B companies, that's not the same thing. One example that I always like to use all the time is that if I'm an engineer and I am interested in working at Lockheed Martin, for example, and I pick them because for many years they actually had above average candidate experience ratings in our research program that we run every year at Talent Board, and they won what we call our candy awards for many years. That's why I'm going to pick on them in this example If I'm an engineer and I applied at Lockheed Martin and I had a really horrible recruiting experience, I'm not going to not buy military equipment because I didn't get hired. But I am going to go over here and tell my three engineering friends, don't ever apply at Lockheed Martin. It's horrible. And maybe one or two out of those three decide, nah, I'm going to take your word for it. I'm not going to apply. So there's this ripple effect, right, of individuals who have a poor recruiting experience, poor hiring experience, a poor candidate experience are going to choose not 
to refer others to the organization. And you see that obviously in Glassdoor reviews and deed reviews, which are technically one and the same these days. And you see them in our research that we run, our core benchmark research with candidates that have a high level of resentment because it was a really poor experience. But you have so much to benefit from. I mean, think about this for a minute. Think about the money that you spend at your organization on job postings. Just the money that you spend on job advertising, job postings, employer branding initiatives. Maybe you're working at a company who's in the process of developing a new employee value proposition, EVP, as we call it in the space. And it will help in turn market your company, your jobs, your brand. Some companies can spend millions of dollars on job advertising every year. And even as, as much money on, again, employer branding initiatives, that's a lot of money to promote your company, your jobs, and your brand. And yet, if the candidate experience is poor overall, from before I even apply to all the way to those who maybe get offers and decide to decline because they're just like, I don't want to work here. There's no way. And of course, many of you, many companies, and maybe some of you that are listening to this episode have experienced that where you're losing folks at the point of offer. They're declining or they're just not showing up on day one. And we did talk about that in another episode too, about pre-boarding and onboarding. But all of those things, every single positive, negative, and neutral experience that a candidate has will impact their willingness to refer to an organization at any given time. And it can change just like that, depending on if one day it was a great experience and I'm totally running high and I'm excited about referring my friends to this company, even whether I get hired or not, which I'm going to share some stats in a minute about that. Or if I have a really poor experience and they said, you know what, I'm not going to, to do that. So here's the interesting thing. We always think about referrals that come from current employees, right? Employees at your organizations that are willing to refer their friends. And that's really important. But take a step back from that first. Think about the sheer volume of people that are applying for your jobs who are not getting hired at the end of the day. And that's the majority of people, right? I research, I apply, and that's the end of the road for many candidates. And even if I get screened or interviewed, then... I'm, there's still only going to be one person, again, theoretically. I know it varies across job types, but one person is going to get that job and everybody else doesn't, right? So again, think about the numbers I've already shared. 20 to 40% of your hires potentially come from referrals. In our research every year, nearly 60% of all the candidates never made it past the application stage, meaning they applied and that was the end of the road. And either they never heard back or they got a rejection note from that company or some version of some auto responding message, whatever that is. That is the reality, actually. That's actually a real time number. I mean, the majority of people who apply for a job just aren't qualified enough to be screened or interviewed. In our research, as well as in real life, 90% of all the candidates were not hired. They did not get the job at the end of the day. They were either outright rejected at some point during the process, or that again, they claim they never heard back. And yet in our research, 30% of all the candidates, again, keep in mind, most did not get hired, still told us that they were extremely likely to refer others. That's a third of the candidates in our data and our research who claim that. And not a lot of companies that I've talked to over the years 
consider a rejected candidate to be a referral pool. I am hearing more of that these days in the past few years, considering how volatile the market's been and more candidate ghosting than ever too as well. So that's really important to know. But for those of you who are still naysayers, for example, and what I mean is you're still saying, well, no, it's really employees who refer and I'm not going to count on rejected candidates. Okay. Then what I'm going to tell you from our data and research that nearly 18% of all those who said they were a current employee, because we can partition our data in a lot of different ways, those who said that they were a current employee never made it past the application stage. So just under 20%. 45% of all the current employee candidates were not hired. Now notice that's a much smaller number than the 90%, twice as much of those who just researched and applied and didn't get the job at the end of the all candidates, not just current employees. So a much higher rate of current employees, again, actually do get hired, especially for those that are looking to stay at the organizations they're in for internal mobility opportunities, which is another topic for another time that we can cover too. And lastly, nearly 50% of all the current employee candidates in our data told us they were extremely likely to refer others. That is much higher than the 30% of all rejected candidates. That's a pretty big deal, right, at the end of the day. And so the whole point of that is a poor candidate experience will definitely cost you referrals, period, end of sentence. We know that. And in our data and research, by the way, those who have above average candidate experience ratings are even that much more likely to refer overall. So think about this for a minute. What are the things that impact my willingness to refer? I, I said big picture, of course, a more positive candidate experience, but these are some things that you have control over, right? I mean, if you are communicating and engaging candidates, all your job candidates, external and internal alike, in a very timely fashion, you're ensuring that there's expectation setting, that you're, there's transparency, you're looking, there's follow through on next steps, even if the next steps are short lived because they're just not qualified enough to move on. If you are doing all of those things, they are definitely more likely to refer. Now, what's interesting is overall in our data, only 22% of all the candidates in North America this last year, they cited referrals as a valuable research channel, which is actually down from the year before. It doesn't seem like that was that important to the candidates, but it's definitely a big deal because referred candidates said they would increase their relationship with employers 57% more often. That means not only referring others, but applying again, making purchases if and when applicable. So referred candidates definitely have a stronger relationship, employee or not with an organization at the end of the day, but the timely communication. So think about all the things that you're doing. Somebody applies for a job. What are you telling them out of the gate? Thank you very much. We are going to make a decision in the next two weeks. We'll get back to you if you're qualified. That's not always the best way to do that, but that's it, as long as they're getting some information from you, right? At the end of the day, but be timely about that. In fact, we recommend for those who just aren't qualified after they apply within three to five days, let them know. Period. Whether you're a large organization, a small company, it doesn't really matter at all. Three to five days max. Let the candidates know. And I'm telling you, that population has a very limited experience anyway because they apply and they're just not qualified enough to move on. 
if you are timely in that fashion, even those candidates are willing to say, and employees, candidates as well, are willing to say that they're likely to refer again. It's a really a big deal at the end of the day when they feel that even at the point of application they're being communicated with. And then the same thing with those who are getting screened and interviewed. And I'm going to share one more tidbit before I wrap up this segment about the benefits of, of a positive candidate experience impacting referrals. When you are to your finalists for any given job that you're hiring for and you are giving them feedback, that goes a long way. And what I'm talking about is specific qualification feedback as to why you're not going to pursue them any further. That goes a long way with candidates. And I know some of you out there, you may even have legal counsel internally or you're adverse to giving feedback. You worry about litigation. The highest rated companies in our research are giving feedback regularly to finalists. Again, not people who just applied, people who made it through the final stages of screening and interviewing, but you're not going to give them that offer this time. Giving them feedback, they are 50% more likely to refer others. That's a huge jump with finalists that, again, didn't have everything that you wanted and you chose somebody else over them, but let them know why. Give them some feedback that really impacts your referrals dramatically. So I definitely wanted to share that last tidbit. So just to remind everybody again, referrals definitely are important to you all at the end of the day. Again, whether you're a store down the street or you are a large multinational conglomerate employer from around the world, it makes a big difference in your recruiting and hiring. You depend on the referrals. And so consistent communication and feedback loops are what help you get more referrals at the end of the day. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll have more in the months to come. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning what's ahead for the future of recruiting and hiring. We'll be back next month with Kevin for another episode. But until then, please visit the Talent Board's website for additional resources at thetalentboard.org. And remember, don't let the shift hit your plans.